James Wagner. Today's guest is the CEO of Jewel Case. As a professional engineer turned entrepreneur, he brings a solution orientation to challenges, including climate change. He's also led the company through several financing rounds via crowdfunding. He'll share insights about his work and his superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show, where we empower you. James, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I've been looking forward so enthusiastically to this conversation. I've been trying to get you on for months, and I'm just thrilled to have you here now. Yeah, thank you, Devin. Excited to be here as well. Yeah, um, you spoke at Super Crowd 22, and uh, I was thrilled to have you there. You, you've raised a lot of money uh, via crowdfunding, and we're looking forward to having you back at Super Crowd 23 in May. But uh, you know, this crowdfunding thing that you're participating in seems like it's an important part of our modern economy, and, and an important part of converting our entire economy to a cleaner a better way of operating. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of focus and thought on, you know, equity and inclusion. Uh, and, and you know, what I'm really encouraged about is that as we start to think about the green revolution, the this transition to clean energy, a lot of um, stakeholders, a lot of leaders are also, you know, thinking about what that means in terms of equity and inclusion as well. Um, so, uh, you know, very encouraging from my point of view of what they're saying. But, you know, for Jewel Case, um, the ability to ha have a retail investor, anyone that can come into Jewel Case and make an investment as little as $100 is something that, you know, I view as something very important for us, right? And, and uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of investment into clean energy. Uh, there's going to be some massive changes, but, you know, with something like the Jewel Case Equity crowdfunding campaign, you know, you can then have those people that are affected on a day-to-day -day basis from clean energy to also invest and realize the financial upside in this transition. You know, it's going to be a massive change. It's something that, you know, everyone on the Jewel Case team thinks about every day of how this is going to affect everyone's lives. And, you know, most people don't realize how, uh, from, you know, just day-to-day -day lives, how this is going to affect you uh, on a real-life uh, individual basis. And then so if they can invest in Jewel Case and participate in this upside, and then also not just invest, but participate. You know, now you are an excited investor and telling your friends and, and telling your community about uh, what the future holds in clean energy. And then also, you know, um, it's important for me to be uh, open to any of those that feedback from uh, our investor community. We're very active in communication and making sure that we hear from our investors and what they want to say. Uh, but, um, you know, it's it's being very purposeful of how that future is going to look like. And, you know, I think it's very safe to say that everyone wants a more inclusive future where, you know, everyone realizes those benefits and you get full engagement from top to bottom. It is just uh, exciting to think about uh, how this marketplace is changing. And it's exciting to see you've been very successful. You've raised now in, in a couple of crowdfunding campaigns. Now it's approaching $2 million. It's a lot of money. Tell us a little bit uh, about Jewel Case. Um, I'm excited to dig into your product roster, but, but give us a quick overview. 
Yeah. So Jewel Case was founded uh, by Alex Livingston and myself in 2015. And this is our second battery application focused startup together. So, you know, right after college in 2006, 2007, uh, we started R2EV, the concept being a modular battery blade for electric vehicles. So your Honda Civic would have eight of them, your Chevy Civic would have 13 of them. There's several companies that are starting to do this right now. In 2006, 2007, really the, you know, there's kind of two uh, mainstream thoughts then. Number one, right? I mean, it's, it's the realization of, you know, transportation and fossil fuels are actually going to be a problem. And then the magic bullet at the time was going to be hydrogen is going to come and save the future for all of us, right? And we know how that all went. Um, and you know, uh, both Alex and I strongly believed at the time that hydrogen was not going to be the solution. Uh, then, you know, you look at uh, um, batteries and electrification and the charging was the issue and the also the capital expense. You know, if you think about it, especially at the time, lithium ion batteries were much more expensive than they are now. And, and then so having that battery maybe be more of a uh, more capital efficient model where, you know, the reality is you probably don't need that full range for your Chevy Suburban every day. What if you had a rental lease model where you could then you know, your day, your daily drive, you know, that's fine. But then if you want to go on a road trip, you could stack some more batteries in there. Right. So um, we learned a lot from that. We actually got a contract uh, with Spain for 12,000 taxis. Um, and, you know, at the time also, if you go back then, there's a company called Project Better Place, which, you know, had a modular swappable battery, but it was 800 pounds with a, a massive car wash arm that would come in and remove that battery. So this was, you know, um, imagine if you're like in Oregon, where you have to have someone pump your fuel, right? Uh, just that gas station attendant, um, to use that, that phrase, would be able to swap out these batteries. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, it's been a long journey to actually get to the point we are right now of having kind of this critical mass, uh, a universal understanding of we have to do something when it comes to the environment and the global warming that we're experiencing. Um, and then so, uh, you know, we might've been a little bit early, but all of that background has made it so that Jewel Case is in a place now uh, that we are positioned to, um, you know, start to shape and influence how this clean energy future is going to look like. Uh, and and then so, um, you know, started off Jewel Case actually, you know, I mean, you know, understanding that the whole focus of of energy right now is fossil fuel based, and um, and to realize that it's not just your car, it's it's the electrical grid. Um, they use gas generators, diesel generators. It's uh, all the backup services from you know the hospital to even your supermarket have backup gas generators. Uh, fighting uh, forest fires, you know that's all fueled by gas generators, right? I mean, all of this is you know truly an energy economy based off of fossil fuels. And if that were all go away, what happens? And you know, what if we instead created a standard, a fuel 2.0, as a phrase that we use? Uh, that you know can package energy in a way that's accessible and usable for you know all of your energy needs, and and those are becoming more and more uh, varied and and um, you know important or you know critical to your your daily life, right? Uh, and then so we started off with a you know small sealed acid battery system, uh, but you know have evolved that product now where Jewel Case is solving some really big problems, uh, powering large video walls. Uh, powering entire facilities for backup power, um, and um, you know even main stage of music festivals, 
uh, NASA applications, um, you know, even uh, construction sites where, you know, they don't want the utility to be there, right? So there's, you know, this really has scaled quite a bit since we started in 2015 uh, to where it is now. And, um, you know, uh, the you know now the dual case team of, of over a dozen uh, employees uh, realizing this vision day to day, you know, it's been an incredible ride. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're really just getting started. Uh, you know, this vision of this clean energy future is something that drives everyone on the dual case team every day. But you have built now an incredible array of products already as a young company. You've got, uh, you know, battery packs. Uh, I don't know how small the smallest one is, but I think, it, you know, you've got them in building blocks of around uh, one or two kilowatt hours. Uh, and then you've got uh, everything from there up to a trailer uh, for half a million dollars ready to go to provide grid scale power. I mean, this is kind of uh, exciting. Tell us a little bit about the the applications and uses for some of these products. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, core uh, belief or, you know, the, the key architectural difference with dual case is that all of these are modular and you separate the power from the energy. So, um, you know, kind of how it could be understood is that, you know, the engine, which would be power, right? Horsepower, power, that is modular or separated from um, a gas tank, the energy being the gas, right? So now with batteries, you you can decouple those. And when you decouple them, you can quickly scale up for a bunch of different applications, right? And then so, um, you know, we started off in the trade show event space and it was a simple 10 by 10 foot booth where, you know, that extension cord was going to cost you $500 from the uh, the conference. And, you know, so the ROI was about, a you know, two trade shows uh, to use that. And then, you know, we quickly evolved the product from there um, to... Um, you know, powering outdoor stages, outdoor events, you know, now you're looking at these large stages and, and, you know, really being driven by that vision, right? This vision that, you know, you're going to need to make these battery systems accessible, easy to use, not necessarily stopping or resting at, okay, well, we got one product for a trade show, uh, but keeping going, you know, having that vision, that dream uh, be the guiding light for us where then we were able to build additional systems. And then so, um, you know, you have the smaller systems, but now our systems are being used to replace a lot of diesel generators. We have um, these six kilowatt, uh, you know, LI6K pros uh, that we sell a lot of, and those are going to a lot of businesses, a lot of, um, you know, food trucks. And it could be anything from, you know, a coffee or a, top, a coffee truck, which is actually fairly intense on the power side. It could be a taco truck, uh, it could be an ice cream truck, uh, we actually just installed one into a, um, you know, a hot dog street vendor in New York City uh, that we're excited as we continue to work with that city and the 10,000 uh, street vendors that are there as well. Uh, but then, you know, you go above that as well. So we've used our systems, um, especially on the larger scale, to power large video walls, uh, whether it's, you know, at a video wall at NASA, uh, which we've done. Um, it's a video scoreboard at a PGA golf tournament. Uh, it's, um, it's also, um, a, it's a food truck, um, plaza, right. And then, so a couple of times now we've deployed, you know, not just for a singular food, food truck, but for a dozen, you know, 20, 25 food trucks, uh, using, you know, our large battery systems where, you know, you don't want to 
you know, install individual batteries, but for this one event or while they're at this one plaza, they can connect up like it is like shore power and you're not tied into the grid. Uh, it's also construction sites. You know, uh, general contractors will use batteries uh, or battery systems to replace that that uh, gasoline or diesel generator as well. Um, and then so there's a lot of different use cases out there uh, for our, our system. And, and really, you know, what happens is that our customers come to us and saying, hey, can you guys power this? Uh, and, you know, the answer always is absolutely. Uh, you know, what do you need to uh, do? We, we got it. And, and that's whether it's a single phase, you know, you know, getting into the technical terms, but, you know, 240 split phase, three phase, you know, whatever that might be. And this you know, really comes from the background of Alex and I, you know, being engineering uh, majors, you know, very technically background where we built product in uh, multiple different ways, um, you know, whether it's at Fluke or at Sharp Electronics. Um, you know, building this product and and making sure that we're customer focused in in what we're building and then aligning to this broader vision. Yeah, it's uh, it really is pretty uh, cool the range of products. Now I've got a little uh, RV and I've got a, a two kilowatt hour uh, battery in that lithium ion battery. It's not yours, I'm sorry, but. Uh, it seems like you also have some applications, some devices that are used that way, right? In the RV camping arena. Yes, certainly, Devin. Uh, and you know, we as we've transitioned the product line, we were at trade shows moving to events. Uh, we have sold um, some consumer products as well, uh, but you know, really what we've done recently is focus more on the small to medium businesses and the enterprise, you know, versus a, like a retail product. Uh, and, right. uh, you know, there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, you know, what that, that retail focus space is, is getting a little bit more competitive uh, with, um, you know, people that can do that better than we can. Uh, but then also on these, the small to medium business space, we've been able to develop a brand and a reputation and transitioning to the small to medium uh, business power space. And, and what Jewel Case has been able to do is to develop a brand and a reputation to replace those diesel generators with critical power solutions. Um, so in this space, this is a lot less competitive. There's a lot less competing products. You're dealing with uh, businesses that have larger ticket um, sizes, right? A median sell uh, order for us now is in the twenty to twenty-five thousand uh, dollars for each customer. Uh, it's cash up front. We're not dealing with uh, middleman or distributors as well, uh, and and it also aligns to some of these very large strategics that can quickly grow our company as well. Um, so uh, you know we're very excited about what the future holds as we start off in this small to medium business, this enterprise level. And then, you know, continuing to realize this vision of that fuel 2.0 system. Yeah, it, it seems to me that this is a potentially huge market that uh, as we continue to electrify things that have traditionally been powered uh, either directly or indirectly by fossil fuels, that it's an enormous market transition. Uh, what do you see? Oh, it's 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 absolutely massive, um, and uh, you know it's more than I ever could have imagined. Frankly, uh, you know when we really first started, you know understanding that there's a future here, but 
you know, then you'd look at what's going on and you'd be like, okay, well, we could power a tailgate, right? Or, you know, something a little bit smaller, a campsite. And, and um, you know, letting that vision be the guide as we found larger, bigger applications. Uh, but, um, you know, now it's, it's very common to go to some of these conferences that we go to. And it, you know, uh, just recently at the Global Clean Energy Action Forum, uh, hosted by the Department of Energy in Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, at, the, at that conference, you're talking about the Department of Energy that have billions of dollars ready to deploy for clean tech projects. You know, they're announcing, you know, uh, six massive hydrogen hubs across the country at, you know, billions of dollars each. You have the loan program office that is ready to deploy $500 billion for clean tech projects. And, and then you start to look at what they're actually trying to do and you start to realize that dual case can you know absolutely solve for all of these things, right? And and you know I think that there's a place for hydrogen and all of these other myriad of different energy uses, but there's a place for battery systems, and it's it's one of the you know and I, I might be biased with this, but battery systems of course are going to be you know key to this clean energy transition. Uh, they are the the system that is the most economically priced, uh, the safest. You know you're not dealing with pressurized hydrogen uh it is the the space that can you know have the the um you know the smallest uh conversion cost so being the most efficient in terms of the converting over to storage and converting back to actual energy uh because you're dealing with electricity fundamentally uh, and and then so you know the market continues to just grow and grow right and then so as we've looked at the market now it's you know it's 120 billion dollars that we can really address ourselves and it just goes up from there is, you know, every year it's a 25% compound annual growth rate. Uh, and, you know, uh, what we haven't even really begun to talk about is, is EV, electric vehicles and electric vehicle charging. Um, so not that, you know, dual case needs to go back to where we were at R2EV with, you know, within the vehicle itself as a traction battery. But how do we actually get uh, all of the charging infrastructure that's promised in the Inflation Reduction Act? Uh, in the Build Back Better plan, uh, and, and and working with the Department of Energy and all of these state regulators, you know, they're at these conferences speaking up, saying we we don't know how we're going to solve uh, for you know level three DC fast charging in a way that doesn't disrupt the grid and gets the chargers to where they need to be. Uh, well, you know what we've been able to prove is we've gotten bigger in our product and and what we can deliver. We're starting to charge electric vehicles with dual case systems as well. Sure. Makes perfect sense. Smooth the demand on the grid at that charging point so that there isn't that uh, huge uh, demand instantaneously when six Rivians show up to charge at 175 kilowatt rate. Right. So, yeah, makes perfect sense. Perfect yeah. sense. Well, and, James, and one other thing, have... I apologize, oh, another uh, comment around that is just also the infrastructure cost. So understanding that a level three DC charger um, is going to cost anywhere between two hundred and five hundred thousand dollars to you know get that type of um, uh, wire you know that capacity of service to that that address um, you know the charger itself and electronics um, and then you know as the utility looks at that type of demand you know that that facility owner that would be operating that charger is going to be looking at demand charges in the tens of thousands of dollars a month. As they're trying, you know, as that utility is trying to match that. So, you know, why make five hundred thousand dollar bets in you know fixed timelines where you know that install is going to take you know six to ten months in in terms of the permit, the review process, you know, the civil engineering, sure. you know, uh, you know everything like that. 
why do that when you can just set a portable battery there in its place and maybe that location's great, you know, fantastic. Leave, leave the system there. Or maybe, you know, you realize, you know, five years down the road, it's not being utilized, it should be. And we need to put that charger somewhere else, right? So, you know, I don't want, um, you, know, the, you know, the country now to then be overwhelmed with these chargers in places that, you know, we might not have all the information to actually, you know, properly place those exactly where they need to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. I mean, it's exciting to think about all the potential for jewel case. You have accomplished uh, personally great things as a, a, a serial entrepreneur and, uh, you know, having raised already so much money via crowdfunding and growing this business. Uh, it really is magnificent, uh, exciting to see. What do you see as your superpower? Well, I I think there is you know, a couple things. The first thing that, that really comes to mind that, you know, in getting myself, getting to know myself better is, um, you know, my inclusivity. And, um, you know, as, as things come up or as, you know, things are need to be done, uh, I can, you know, uh, you know, I kind of my default mode goes into in solving a problem, you know, who else can I, you know, reach out to and talk with that might, um, you know, have a different perspective that might know how to solve this problem better than I will, right? I, you know, uh, I absolutely have, um, I don't have all the answers, you know, I, but um, there's someone out there that, that might, you know, have a better answer for that one particular problem than I do. So let's, let's go out there and let's find out who those people are. And, um, you know, I have a, have a broad network of advocate supporters that, you know, I can call on, you know, at that right time. Uh, and then, and then that also then reflects back on jewel case as well. So in building the team that we have, you know, making sure that, you know, we find the best people to join our team and then to include them in that process and, and really kind of open up the company where it's, you know, it's not just um, Alex and myself, uh, but then putting those challenges on uh, those executives, on the team members that we've chosen um, to come along this journey with us and and then let them step um, step up to the challenge uh but that you know that inclusivity um is something that that always comes up in my mind yeah it's it, it, impressive how you have uh identified a way to leverage inclusivity uh we so often talk about it as either an obligation or a a duty uh or a, a social justice principle. And you've said, listen, let's, this is really an opportunity for us to find better answers and better solutions. Can you think of an example of a time when you did this and, and things really went well? Uh, there's a lot of examples, right? But I, I mean, I really would go back to um, just our equity crowdfunding, right? And being able to include everyone in this clean energy transition. And, um, you know, suddenly we now have you know, over 1500 investors and being able to include them on this journey where then they are starting to um, introduce their local food trucks or their businesses to jewel case, you know, they're giving us feedback on whatever the system might be um, has made it so that, you know, jewel case is not just a, you know, a company with, you know, some uh, small amount of employees, you know, instead, right. We are a well-marketed uh, force when it comes to clean energy backed by, you know, uh, hundreds, you know, almost thousands of uh, investors and a community that's very strong with um, the stacked with customers, 
uh, advocates, advisors, you know, just people that are excited to see this journey in building something that makes our world a better place. Uh, and, and then so, you know, you have to have something that, you know, everyone can kind of resonate around. Uh, but we have that with dual case. And then, you know, with that, that big vision in mind, you know, then you can tap into, you know, the, the, the broader community and, and get that excitement that has allowed us then to, you know, have these, you know, these conversations where, you know, I don't think we'd, we'd have otherwise, or the sales growth, um, you know, this year it's, um, you know, we have 5X sales growth compared to last year. We've, uh, you know, breaking over, you know, well over a million in sales compared to last year, and we're just getting started. So, um, you know, we're really excited about this journey. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's great to see that success. If you were thinking about how to communicate this principle of inclusivity to, say, someone on your team, you're trying to coach them to be more inclusive in their attitude, their approach, their activities, so they can get these kind of leveraged outcomes that you've talked about. How would you coach them to do it? What what are the steps, if you will? You know, I, I think something that's very natural for me is, you know, modeling it myself first, right? So just being able to say as we look at everything, you know, okay, well, what does so-and-so think? Or, you know, who else might be able to solve this problem for us? And then so I think that that becomes very, you know, uh, easy for them to see. And, and, you know, they know that that's going to be something that I will always be asking them as they're looking at an individual problem. Um, and, it, and it doesn't come from a place that they don't know it. It comes from a place of, you know, uh, always wanting the, you know, the absolute best, right? This is, you know, you, you can't be prideful about, you know, any of this stuff uh, if you really want to listen to the other person. You, you really have to, you know, uh, be hungry for that knowledge. Uh, and then so, you know, I think the other thing that, that is, you know, kind of the basis, the foundation of any of this is is what I kind of just said, right? But you know, everyone on the team, you know, hears from me constantly that you know you're going to, you know, you can be, there's gonna be lots of challenges, right? There's going to be you know a lot of uh, highs and lows. Um, you know, no one's perfect, uh, but what we do demand is that you know we're always learning, we're always getting better, and and that dual case is winning, uh, right? And and we just need to win as a whole, and and maybe not individual, you know, every time, right? But but that, you know, you're ready for that next challenge, right? And then so, you know, with that foundation, um, you know, you know, maybe that next time we don't need to add everyone because it's so dialed in and we've learned so much. Or maybe we do, right? And, and then so it's it's very easy for, you know, the team to, to realize that, you know, I'm being very consistent in this messaging uh, and and they know what they're going to get from me. And, and, that, and that message is this in- inclusivity that we're describing. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. I appreciate that. That's great, great counsel. Well, James, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I really appreciate it. Uh, Before we wrap up, would you take a minute and tell people, you know, kind of tactically, step by step, you know, how do they uh, find the, you know, the website to invest? How do they shop your store? How do they connect with you? Maybe social media or email, whatever you want people to use to connect with you. Just give them a little bit of this key tactical information so that this isn't just an academic exercise today. Yeah, thank you, Devin. So uh, we really want to have anyone that wants to come on this journey, come along and be an investor, right? So I welcome everyone uh, to invest in a jewel case. And you can do that at wefunder.com slash jewel period case or a company period jewel period case um and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on on that website so you know a lot of updates we have over 60 updates as we've kind of described 
the story and the journey that we've come alongside, you know, hundreds of comments from investors and what they're excited about. Uh, over 100 questions that we've answered is you know, people have considered the jewel case investment. So be sure to check out that page. There's a lot there. Um, also, check out jewelcase.com. And at there, you can see how we tell the story, um, you know, a couple really exciting case studies. Um, and then, you know, just with the products we have for sale and what those products mean in a lot of different applications, construction, um, events, whatever it might be. Uh, take a look at that, too. There's some really great content there as well. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, James Wagoner. Uh, of course, uh, Jewel Case has got its own, um, you know, LinkedIn page, too. Uh, and then Facebook. Uh, and Instagram are also where we um, live uh, and um, tell a story out there as well. So, you know, please like, uh, follow, uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn uh, and check out that WeFunder page. Fantastic. Well, James, again, thank you so much for being with us. We wish you every success in accelerating this clean energy revolution. Thank you, Devin. All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.